From finance and commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. From legislative hearings to medical appointments, most everything, it seems, has gone virtual amid the COVID-19 pandemic, and building inspections are no exception. With inspectors in short supply because of COVID-19 and broader industry trends, Contractors like St. Louis Park-based Knutson Construction are using such technology to meet their clients' inspection needs. Knutson, for example, recently conducted a virtual inspection for the Minnesota Department of Health. With help from a 3D video camera and a follow-up virtual meeting, Knutson completed the work with minimal foot traffic on the job site. Katie Montag, a registered architect, has been leading that effort for Knutson. In the following interview, Montag talks about the process and the future of virtual inspection technology. Thanks for uh, joining me here. I'm, I'm with Katie Montag of uh, Knutson Construction. And uh, Katie, what, what is your title? Um, you are uh, Director of Virtual Design and Construction, is that correct? Yes, uh, it's a long, a long title, but it's the Director of Virtual Design and Construction. Um, also referred to as VDC for short, um, if I reference that. Okay, great. Well, um, just to kind of put this in context, you know, it seems like everything is going virtual these days in the COVID-19 era, and uh, building inspections are no exception, at least in, in your case. Um, so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about... Um, kind of what, what you're doing in the way of uh, virtual building inspections and um, how that has uh, worked out for you. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, exactly as you mentioned with COVID, there's been a lot of change to just how we work and how we operate. And one of them is ensuring that we keep constructions, uh, construction projects moving forward and finding new and innovative ways that we can approach that um, you know, as a company, we certainly put a big focus on ensuring that we can continually look at things through a different lens um, and really have had a lot of support from our management and our ownership to be able to do that. And the virtual inspection is just another example of that. So we have a couple of projects specifically that right at this turning point of COVID and being able to re- work remotely, um, there's still projects, like I said, that have to continue to go on and be able to get those serviced and out to our clients and out to our owners. And so we had one particular project um, that really needed to have an inspection completed from the Minnesota Department of Health. And as a way to be able to get that inspection completed, we looked at completing a virtual walkthrough. Virtual walkthrough really allows us to send one person off to the site rather than having a group of inspectors, the architect, um, the engineer, and our field team there. We can limit the amount of people on site and then we're essentially taking pictures throughout that process to be able to give the walkthrough feel from your computer that you can now navigate and walk through a space almost as if you were there and in person. Okay. 
And uh, can you walk me through the process a little bit of uh, some of the some of the tools you use and um, sort of uh, step by step how how this works? Sure. Uh, really, the first thing that we're starting to look at when we're doing a virtual inspection or a walkthrough is understanding the important um, components of the project. So, what is the inspection going to be looking at? Who's doing the inspection? And making sure that we capture those first and foremost. So that's where the process begins with one of my team members sitting down uh, with the superintendent and our project manager as well as the architect and understanding those exact locations. And that allows us to really concentrate and focus on our photographs and our scanning in those specific areas so that we ensure that we've got the right information to be able to share with the inspector. That planning and pre-planning process really lends itself to helping streamline the scanning once, once we get to a site. So then when we, we've kind of got our game plan started, we, we're ready to go and scan now that we know project location and the intent of the scan, we have one person that goes out to the job site. We like to limit anyone else uh, on the job site, and that's really just because the scanner itself does a far better job of capturing the data when there's not moving people and moving parts around it. So we kind of remove some of those obstacles. Um, usually it's taking place either after hours or on a Saturday, especially in the case of the project that we've recently completed is one of my team members was able to go out to the job site on a Saturday with our superintendent and walk through that site with no one else around and, and take those photographs. And so essentially you're putting a camera or a tripod down with a 360-degree camera, which is taking a picture in an entire 360 degrees, and you set one location, move to another location of that path of the project, and really continue so you look at it, you know, for most people when you think about a Google Street View where you're, you're able to drive down the road yourself with your mouse and walk through the street and be able to turn and move around, that's essentially what we're creating from that building itself is we're just stopping at increments um, 10 to 15 feet apart, taking another scan, and then it's linking it back together. Once that entire scan is complete and, and compiled together, we're able to then upload that and have that available online so that it's accessible to the inspector, it's accessible to our designers, it's accessible to our internal team, as well as the owner, for everyone to be able to see the same information. Um, where we used to have to take pictures and be able to capture it one by one, we're putting all those pictures as well as dimensional information into that link online for everyone to be able to view. So it really helps to streamline that process and provide access to whoever needs the information. Great. Well, what are some of the uh, limitations of this approach? And in some ways, is it still best to kind of do these inspections the old-fashioned way, or um, are, are there still some bugs to work out? I think there's going to be, you know, when I look at this, is there's going to be a change of how inspections are going to be done going forward. Um, typically, like you said, everyone is going to the job site, and there's that physical presence to it. But there also comes challenges when job sites are farther away and the inspector is maybe not local to that area, being able to use this as an opportunity to think differently and to be able to maybe have the trend move towards more virtual inspections. We're certainly seeing that although the inspection virtually is complete and, and our, our owners are able to move in, there's still that caveat that says if they need to go to the site physically in the future, um, especially when COVID is kind of, um, you know, 
something that we've been able to manage and being able to have people back out on the job sites a little bit more fluidly, they can come back to that job site and follow up with any additional inspections. But as far as being able to keep that project moving forward, I do find this is a trend of something that we're going to see implemented more and more throughout the projects um, and going forward just because people have much more of an appetite right now to be able to look at other ways to do these inspections and starting to feel comfortable with how it's being used and how it's being um, implemented that we all have an understanding of what information we can gather from some of these tools. Yeah, and I would imagine it's a big part of it is just getting used to the new technology and sort of different ways of doing things. And um, I, I know um, just from having re reported on this in the past, we're, we're looking at a shortage of um, building inspectors just uh, because of sort of broader trends in the industry. And, um, you know, younger people aren't getting into this line of work uh, necessarily and sort of the same challenge we're seeing with the trades. So do you see this trend um, continuing even after the COVID-19 crisis sort of eases up? And uh, do you see this as a longer term thing? I do. I see it as a longer term opportunity to continue to serve those pro projects and, and really manage that shortage of inspectors um, because now we can have, we had one particular project that we were able to get two inspections passed and cleared in the same day. And that was that project manager's first time that he's ever had two inspections cleared on the same day, which tells me there's that efficiency factor to it that based off of having the virtual walkthrough for both of those cases allowed an inspector to do, the, do that job double time rather than having to go to the site, move to another site, or move to another inspection. Um, and that's where I see that trend is going to continue. And I also look at it, if we back up even two, three months ago, pre-COVID, there wasn't um, as much familiarity with some of the virtual meetings that we're seeing. We're seeing, um, you know, virtual happy hours is now becoming more standard and people are used to chatting. It's become the new normal. And that comfort level with the advancement of technology is now kind of ingrained in us. And I expect that to keep going forward, which means we're much more adaptable to some of this technology that's going to pose itself, whether it's virtual inspections or, or other that gets implemented because it's become part of how we operate and how we function. Yeah, interesting. Um, can you talk about this from a cost factor and a training? How, how much uh, does it cost to um, f get get uh, geared up with the equipment and, and how much training is involved in, in this kind of thing? So the cost for the, the software and the cameras that we're using, which is um, in this case the Matterport cameras, is very minimal cost compared to a lot of other technologies. And that's really geared towards the fact that the cameras themselves were really intended to be in the real estate market. So they're intended for realtors, um, to be able to show homes. So if you go online and you're looking to buy a home these days and you've been able to walk through that house virtually, that's the same exact software and technology. So the price point is more adaptable to realtors and homeowners than it is even for construction. So that allows us to get and implement it um, much quicker because it's in a price point that's more manageable and easy to access. And then the training along with that really goes from that same standpoint is it needed to be easy to train that someone maybe that didn't have the technical background um, when you're trying to document a house then had to carry forward of being able to use that when you were documenting that. So the technology and the software is really running just off of an iPad. So anyone who's familiar with running a phone 
or a tablet can pick it up very quickly. And that's allowed us to start to train non-virtual design and construction team members. Um, you know, that's my team, and that's kind of our wheelhouse is to be able to test and try and implement new technology. And we're, we're more adverse to or ready to try those where we found with the Matterport scanners and specifically because it's run off of an iPad, everyone's more familiar with that. And the training is a very easy process being able to train anyone from our business development directors to our project engineers to some of our superintendents, making it that more accessible because the technology is geared for all users. Great. Well, I know I consult my 10-year-old son when it comes to technology, so um, <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Um, so what can you talk a little bit just to back up how, how you, you got into this line of work and... Um, sort of uh, what what uh, attracted you to um, the, the sort of virtual design and uh, the world of virtual design, I guess, as it pertains to construction? Yeah, so I didn't start in the construction side of it. If you look at the AEC industry, I actually started on the architecture side. Um, I went to school for architecture. Um, I'm a registered architect, and so I've always been very passionate about problem solving. Um, but throughout I really gravitated towards the use of some of the software and technology, the 3D modeling component of it, um, which became kind of my go-to of being able to be um, leveraging that throughout construction documents when I was on the architecture side. And even when I look at the problem-solving aspect, growing up, I always um, spent a lot of time with my dad doing woodworking. Um, my mom taught me to sew at a very young age, so I had this kind of background of making things and being able to use that as an outlet for me. And then my father, um, his dad, so my grandpa was a bricklayer and he was a mason. So I was able to get really exposed to kind of this, like I said, building things and being able to use that. And that's what really got me into architecture to begin with. And through design and through that schooling is where my passion for that technology came into play. And I came to Knutson three years ago to really focus on how we're leveraging our technology and being able to see it from a different side of the industry and through the construction and really the application of the building process and the planning process on um, being able to use it out in the field. And it, the possibilities are endless because there's a continually need to readdress and reassess how we're doing things and how we're able to really better ourselves every day based off the technology that maybe wasn't available like I said, two months ago or two years ago, there continues to be opportunities to be able to really allow me to problem solve and use technology as one of those tools to do it. Wonderful. Well, it's a, an ever-changing world we're living in, and especially now, with, like you said, with COVID-19. And um, it's just uh, you, you never know what's going to happen next. But uh, it sounds like this is a... a a trend that's going to be with us for a while so interesting stuff yeah it's been it's been a it's been a fun process and you know out of all of the changes that we've been experiencing this has set us up that we've been preparing and, and planning for being able to implement and now we can just implement even faster just based off of that need as a company um, as a department as our VDC department and it's something that we've proactively been able to work towards, but now we're being challenged with it and we're excited that we can uh, see a lot of these things move and implement at a quicker patent adoption rate than, than previous. Great. 
Well, that sounds wonderful. Is there anything else, um, Katie, that you'd like to add before I let you go? You know, I think it just is through the whole um, entire process when we talk about virtual inspections. I think it's important to just remember about the collaboration between all the players. You know, though we have the tools at Knutson and the ability to do it, being able to get the inspectors on board so that they're they're seeing what we're seeing on the virtual side of it, having our architects and our designers right there understanding how the inspection is going to go, looking at the ways that we collaborate, not only internally but externally. Um, anyone who's looking at, you know, implementing a lot of technology, is it takes a lot of people to be able to be part of that process and to be able to buy in, and we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't have those partners that were part of that with, like I said, our field team, our, our operations, our project managers, and then our external becomes part of how we can be successful looking at it all together as one. And it's just fun and it's really exciting for us to be able to do that as a group and then see the reward of being able to have those projects that go through the virtual inspection process. Or the, as our project manager said, the two for one where he got two done in one day and just making some milestones that we, you know, we never expect, but we can do it because of the tools and technologies we can implement. Great. Well, fascinating stuff. And uh, I, I've enjoyed chatting with you, Katie. And um, good luck going forward in, in your uh, future endeavors with this. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, take care. You too. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, bye now. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce, or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.